Welcome back to What's On Your Mind. I'm Archer Harding and this is Harding Patel. Yep, episode two. Let's do it. That's it. So, uh, you know what's been on my mind? What's been on your mind? Um, so, I reckon the world is becoming a bit less woke and a bit less left-wing. I would say that that has definitely been the case since since Donald Trump coming into power in 2016, for sure. I think that we were headed for... Like That's we, interesting. I feel like when he first started... Um, actually, no. No, okay, I do see what you mean. I think we saw a lot of uproar from correct. Um, the left then. So, you know, there was a lot of... Uh, it was very vocal. We'll put it this way. In the school that we were at, there was a club, like a gender equality club that was launched. And if you spoke against it then, you were you were really, really demonized. And I think the majority of the grade was part of that club. Yep. Um, what's that got to do with Trump, though? Well, that was the time that we were in. Uh, right? Like, that's the time that we were headed for. That's kind of the period where you saw all these ideas really permeate, permeate into schools and universities and stuff. The wokeness? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, I think... Um, it's still it's still getting... It, I mean, it's still bad, but, like, you know, that's... Yeah a moment in time that I remember sitting there yeah, going, I mean, what like, the I fuck think is going on? From, we probably saw the peak of it when we were in university. Yes. I would yeah. say. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, in the last, you know, five, six years, that's what I think would have been the peak. That said, we don't know what it's like right now in universities. Yeah, that's true. That's so, true. That's true. Um, it could be worse. Who knows? But, um... No, I think I understand what you mean by Trump making right-wing politics sort of... I think he was certainly seen as being more on the extreme side of the right, but he sort of either normalised it and popularised it a bit or just brought to light what a lot of people were thinking anyway. Yeah, I I think that's why people liked him because it was he had a figure that sort of felt like you know an older dad figure who was kind of a bit a bit politically incorrect but kind of you know said kind of things that you wanted to hear and overall mm-hmm. if you trusted him he you felt like he would do good for you is kind of yep. like the feeling that you got with him yeah which appealed to a lot of people i think though at the same time we saw huge amounts of unrest and yes. a huge amount of division particularly in the u.s absolutely um, when he was in power and um again i still think that was the peak of wokeness right i mean potentially right. the last three years i'd say would be the peak um actually but um well, it was all kind of a peak, right? I like think, we're kind I think of it was out of it slowly. Interestingly, though, it was the seed of the downfall of it. I would absolutely agree. I would Which, absolutely agree. And I would also compound that by saying that some of their own ideology is a bit is is quite cannibalistic. Yes. Yes. Right. Well, that's yeah. That is one thing. I think you know, there's a couple of components there. One, um, I think, to the average person it's now at the point where it's annoying and it's silly. Yeah. Right. And I think they're not doing themselves any favors there. 
by you know trying to normalize things that just don't feel right to a lot of people yeah yeah exactly it's and and it's it's not even about people who feel like who are like strictly right wing either it's kind of people who are just quite agnostic quite in the middle apolitical also sitting there going what the fuck is this shit yeah and um like for example disney um have a couple of movies that they force this kind of agenda down people's throats and if you're apolitical you just want to watch a good movie yeah see i like i i don't like agendas being forced down my throat regardless of which direction they're coming from correct you know? exactly and i think a lot of people are like that literally you don't have to be super political either to to disagree with that and you know it, it even goes so far but the interesting thing about it is for example disney when you open up and you try and watch jungle book there is some screening some generic there are some 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 generic um, you know, this is this depicts people in their like it's quite you know racist or whatever the case may be, discriminatory and stuff. And they have this disclaimer, and then it's the first thing you see, and then you watch the movie. But what if you tried to buy those rights off Disney? They wouldn't. They wouldn't sell it to you, right? Like they wouldn't sell the movie to you. Even so, if it's like if it's so woke, then why don't you sell it? Do you know what I mean? I don't know what you mean. If it's so, if it's so woke and it's so like, it's, if sorry, if it's so racist and it's so incorrect, how about you just sell those rights to that movie to someone who is willing to look super, mm. super bad, racist, whatever the case may be? Why is it that you still hold the rights? Hmm. I mean, perhaps they. Yes, I know. Perhaps they would argue that they don't want people to go and, you know, proliferate it even more. Well, yeah, but like, what's what's Disney to say that? Like, who's Disney to say that, right? I mean, personally, I think the main thing Disney cares about is money. Correct. And so they will do what's in vogue at the time. Correct. To acquire the money. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's just, it's just a, it's just a facade for, they don't really, but they don't really care about it. Do you know what I mean? Well, I mean, hard to tell what... I mean, what does an organisation itself really care about? How well, do you even quantify that? I think the main thing they care about is money. Well, yeah. I would have liked to believe that. There's nothing wrong with that. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. So, but what, you know, if you're someone who's apolitical and you click on a Disney show for your kids mm. and you have all this fucking crazy, you know, you have like a trans kid who decided to be a girl and then changed to a dude and blah, 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 blah in these movies... These yeah. are quite complex ideas to discuss, yeah. even as adults, let alone as a six-year-old. Yeah. And so, um, I was reading into it, and the Daily Wire have um, they're starting. They're basically going to launch their own line of um, television, which will mm-hmm. be apolitical. You know, yeah. just to combat you know the the, the wokeness that is permeated mm-hmm. in 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 content that really it shouldn't be. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. I'm not sure how I feel about such complex issues being portrayed to children. Absolutely not. I think that's things for children to decide once they develop their own capacity at an older age. Um, But, yeah, I think, you know, the attempt to normalise those things and to force these ideas down people's throats when they're just trying to go about their lives in a normal way, that's off-putting to many Right, and you know, it's not like the right doesn't do that too, right? Correct. But, um, and of course, you know, 
I'm pretty right wing. I'm biased, but I don't notice it as much from the right. You do, no, you don't because they don't they don't have as much influence in in a lot of the big content creators such yeah. as well. That's um, probably in large part Netflix. because of fear of being cancelled. Absolutely. Right? Um, which you know in itself is a whole other rabbit hole of just. It, a, it, a terrible it, trend in society. It I is, think. but I think that what you know, people tried to cancel Donald in 2016, didn't mm-hmm. work. He became president of the United States. Yeah. And what that basically said to a lot of people is, you can have an opposing view. You yeah. are allowed to have an unpopular view. Yeah. And still be respected. Yeah. And the other thing to that is that I don't remember any you know people of color really, especially in pol- in politics, um, it, you know, being right wing pre Trump. Now they're everywhere. They're literally everywhere. Really? Larry Elder. There's like a Tex- Texas um, MP. There's mm-hmm. so many of these people. Rishi. That, there's Rishi, yeah, um, in the UK, and there's so many of these people that are coming up now. Yeah, from different backgrounds. Yeah, and I, I think see. I've never. I didn't see that pre 2016. Well, it wasn't that obvious to me that yeah. they were. Um, they got the amount of attention that they like um, may have deserved. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, I think, you know, it was certainly, I think there's two components to this, right? You know, one, there is um, uh, the conservatives and the right gaining more popularity, and two, the left and wokeness losing popularity. And I think they are separate things. I think they are definitely separate And I think the stronger force is actually wokeness losing popularity. Correct. I absolutely would agree. It's interesting, though, because it comes back to that whole people don't want to be... Um, a lot of apolitical people don't really care either way. They just yeah. want to live a peaceful life. They don't yeah. really give a shit. Yeah. Um, and and know, I don't want to feel as though I have to hate certain things and certain people just for the symbolism of it. Yeah, you know? so that's the other thing. It's okay. Which is often... Conflated with being apolitical. Yeah. Well, no, sorry. That's that's sort of something that's often pushed by wokeness, right? You know, to to be a quote-unquote good member of society these days, you have to, for the sake of it, without considering it, dislike certain people or certain institutions or Correct. certain ideas. Correct. Um, Correct. Without necessarily considering it yourself. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And... Um, I'm going to talk about something a bit controversial here as mm-hmm. an example of how, you know, that work is becoming less unpopular and, and is quite cannibalistic. And we've spoken about this before, but it was mm. it's basically the idea that if you're a transgender person, you are, di- uh, you know, you are diametrically opposed to someone who is gay or lesbian. Yeah, yeah, I do remember you talking to me about this. Now, can you explain that premise again yeah so the, 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 the fundamental premise is that the whole idea of being a trans person is that you were born a man or a woman and mm-hmm. then you want to and you feel as though you're actually the other gender so yep. a man or a woman in, in, yep. in either direction and the whole prom- premise of being gay is that you are attracted you're a man who was attracted to another man yep. and the whole premise of a female or a lesbian is that you're a lady attracted to another lady yep um, and the whole idea of being bisexual is that you are comfortable in your own skin, but you are attracted to both sexes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And the conflict arises when a trans person is basically, let's say I become a woman and then I go out into the world identifying as a woman. Yeah. If I then go up to a gay person, like a gay, um, sorry, like a lesbian who doesn't want to sleep with me because I am kind of muscly, I'm biologically a dude. Yeah. They don't want to sleep with me. They are attracted to women. Lesbians are attracted to lesbians. And yeah. if I like was a female who converted into a man and I went out into the world and tried to sleep with a gay man, they would be like, no, see you later. I want to sleep with like real men who are also attracted to real men. Right. And this is the conflict that's happening and is eating them alive because there used to be one big movement, right? The LGBTQ, etc. Yeah. people, the alphabet people. But yeah. what the, what's happening now is that these people are now finding incongruencies in being aligned as one, and actually mm-hmm. they're completely separate. They're completely separate movements. I see. Yeah. Okay. I see what you mean. I wonder how prolific this divide is, because I mean I certainly know gay people who are friends with transgender people and things like that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that it's. It's, it's something, there's something to be said for it because um, the whole idea of, like, the whole idea of being a, the whole idea of that, for example, transgender movement pushes is that I am, because I identify as a man, mm. you shall see me as one completely and utterly. Yeah. But these people who are meant to be exclusively attracted to one or the other, yeah. who are also separately a minority group as well. Yeah don't want to do anything like don't want to ha- like it and this is in the sexual realm right this is yeah. not in the day-to-day normal talking you know if mm-hmm. they identify as a man whatever they can be a man this is in the sexual realm purely based on sexual preferences yeah so but of so course. as much as i understand that this is a divide how do you think that contributes to well because well, well it does because it it was sold the LGBT as an institution was sold as a united oh I see I see okay and what's happening now is that they tend they're being decentralized yeah by their own their own ideologies yeah Yeah. and I guess that is one of the best ways to you know have a a great powerful part yeah exactly Sun Tzu says divide and conquer exactly um um so yeah okay that's interesting um and then, yeah, so we've got one, it's just, it's kind of annoying, right? Yeah, it is annoying. They, the normalization of so many things that people find a bit uncomfortable to sit with, right? That kind of puts people off. The having ideology forced down your throat everywhere you look, right? The threat of being cancelled. Um, this is another thing, actually, that. I've noticed quite a bit is that so a lot of the premise of wokeness is being accepting right everyone's everyone's welcome correct you know correct be yourself um all great things and I think frankly people on both sides of the political spectrum can agree that all of those things are great and you know you fucking yeah be confident in yourself enjoy being who you are and all of that kind of stuff but there is a problem when you know cancelling is a thing because that is the absolute opposite of acceptance yeah well it's very interesting I was that you mentioned that because 
I've experienced this personally. I was speaking to someone who, let's say, identified as um, left wing, for example, mm. and they have a relative who is even who is woke, effectively. Yeah. Right? I was just talking to her um, about you know all of this sort of stuff, and she literally said to me, "It's weird that you speak about things, and it feels or the words that come out of your mouth sound very, very right wing, mm-hmm. though you do preach for you know a free market of ideas, you know, and opinions, etc." Yeah, and my and, and and but equally, the person, my relative, also preaches those same things. But when it comes down to it, I kind of am forced and, and, and kind of rabbit and pigeonholed into having a very consistent ideology with her. There can't mm. be any differences. And this was an interesting this was an interesting pickup from this person because, you know, she is quite apolitical. Yeah. It reminds me of the difference of being nice versus being kind. Right. So Yeah. Um I've heard someone describe people from New York as not being nice but they're very kind yeah right whereas people from los angeles are they seem nice but they're not very kind yeah 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 yeah. and i think that's a very good way to describe this sort of thing like you know we can't generalize anything realistically right but from what i know at least a lot of my friends are pretty right wing and we're we'll hang out with people from any walk of life with very different um, ideas and ideologies to us and we just for us at least we just let it be yeah right you know we're not trying to pick fights with people Correct. like like I know for me from my perspective at least I truly think everyone wants the best for people essentially that's but people exactly. have different ideas of how that's best achieved exactly right and so I don't when I'm talking to someone who's super left-wing, I respect them because I know they want the same things for the world that I do. Hopefully, we just have different ideas of how that's achieved. Exactly, and I always say this all the time to a lot of people. It's like, you know, I'm, you may call me capitalist or right-wing or something. You may classify yourself as socialist or left-wing, whatever the case may be. I think that when we get rid of all of that sort of stuff, we both want, you know, equal opportunity for most people we want uh, if not all people well, we think, want you know like, we all want to see we all want to see people to be happy and to help be healthy healthy and, be and wealthy thriving. exactly and so we we can both agree on that absolutely on the other side of the fence so really actually what we're arguing about is how we achieve those things absolutely and i think that's something that people kind of forget when they get into these wars and yes. these discussions and hear hear things about that their, their friends are kind of you know pushing it upon them um and it's just at the end of the day most people kind of quite happy to you know most people just want what we just said yeah and uh but what what i find quite off-putting is that often when i have these conversations with people who identify as being you know progressive and left-wing is that um, they tend to talk down on you. Um, from it seems as though a lot of the, these people are on a bit of a moral high horse. Correct. Correct. And um, that's just not a productive way to have these these discussions. Well, it's not. Yeah. It's not. And and, and, it's, and it's it's very off putting. Yeah, it is off putting, and it's also very very ingrained into, like they're very programmed into, 
into having this one view and they're fixated on it. If there is a better view that comes up than our view, I will be very, very happy to jump on that bandwagon if, if I truly believe that it's better. But there is no alternative that is better. Tina, there is no alternative. And I mean, a classic example of this was the other day at the party that we were at, mm. where we were just chilling out. And um, for whatever reason, this, this, this woman was upset with me and just started shouting at me, talking down to me for no reason. And I'd said about five words to her the entire night. Had no reason yeah, what was I wasn't going on sure there. what... I mean, to be fair, I wasn't there when um, it kicked... Oh, sorry. I was, was in a different conversation, but... Uh, we, we, yeah. But, like, we were sitting there and, you know, it's the first thing she does is just... It's just, it's just talk down. Do you feel good about yourself? I'm the victim. Do you feel good as a person? It, it was a very defensive standpoint, right? Um... Very odd, very odd. But yeah. the, the but like the, the the point is is that you, it's assume the victim mentality, um, and 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 blame all the problems on someone for no reason. Yeah. And everyone there was to decide, you know, who was the real, who was the real, like, you know, who was at fault. Didn't really make much sense. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I guess like that. You, if you do that in a lot of different circumstances over a period of time. And you extend that out to a big group of people. Generally speaking, people don't really want that drama or that nonsense. No, no, right? no, no. And yeah, like it's it's quite off-putting, and it's just not a very productive way to be. Exactly, that's what I mean. It's not productive, you know. I see. Like it's really important anytime, you know, completely irrelevant to politics. But with everything in life, you should just look at, you know what your actions are and what you can do to improve whatever the situation is right absolutely not be playing the victim it never works it never helps it's completely pointless exactly just you know if i was in her position and say you did say something that upset me there's no point in me playing the victim right just tell me what i did wrong and tell it in in a way that is that i'm going to receive it and yeah. then I will most likely, because I'm a reasonable person, as are most people, take it on board. Well, also, if you're in this situation where you don't know any of these people, and like, you know, fair enough to be feeling a little bit intimidated in a situation where you don't know anyone, you also don't have to say anything, right? Because... Well, yeah, you can just leave. Well, yeah, like, it, I know from my experience, right, if I'm in a situation like that, I'm happy to sit back and just think, well, I don't agree with these people, but I don't need to make a scene about it right now. Exactly, exactly. It's, uh, it's, it's interesting. But I think, you know, if you do that, and I think that unfortunately a lot of these woke people have that sort of victimhood mentality, which is quite polarising when you're around it for long enough. It's quite toxic, it's quite... Yeah. It's quite demoralizing as well. You don't really want to be involved with yeah. that type of thing. And so you kind of just end up being like, oh, no, nah, I'm cool. Yeah. I'm funny you should say that, actually, because I've got a friend that's um, uh, just violently woke, mm-hmm. just very, very much so. Um, and she recently moved to Melbourne, hmm. right, and has okay. spent a lot of time with some of the most, quote, unquote, progressive people in the country, right? And she told me after a few months that she was a bit surprised and a bit dejected because it felt as though to her that they were actually some of the most judgmental people mm. she'd ever been around. Mm. And she was saying, you know, their whole premise is that they're meant to be accepting of everyone, but if you don't dress exactly like them and you don't speak exactly like them and you don't do this and that, you're just 
judged very harshly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's um, I, I, I mean, you know, but you know, there is also a contingent of people that you have to accept won't will still will still realize that and still will continue on as is. Right, there are still a contingent of people who will look oh, yeah, at well, no, because it's it's like it must be terrifying to have that realization and think you know this is something that is such a core part of my identity and I'm now starting to see maybe it's not so great in some ways how do you how do you easily change out of that you like that's a very hard thing to do you have to be so brave exactly to, especially exactly. when it's all of your friends yeah that are like yeah yeah the the bravery that it would take to say no actually I don't want to be like these people yeah. anymore yeah that's sort of like um david rubin you know the he's a he's a gay political or social commentator in the u.s and he um he was left-wing mm. and in and in an interview with larry elder who was a black conservative for those of you that don't know and there was one point in the interview where he literally was he literally changed his view like in real time oh really in an interview that's and, cool. I respect that so much. And he was, and he changed, and and it was very brave of him because he is gay, and mm. you know he was left wing, and he received so much backlash from the people that he effectively like converted on the other side of the political spectrum from. Mm. But at the same time, he received overwhelming support and and kind of openness and open arms from the people that he was converting to, and mm. it was you know no one was forcing him to do it. It was just kind of. The, it was a challenging of ideas and the best idea won and then as yeah. a consequence he changes ideas that's really cool. which that, is very rare that, that speaks volumes of him as a person exactly. To, exactly you know and I'm not saying that everything that conservatives say is correct but you know to be able to look at a situation and say you know what I'm wrong they're right I'm going to change how I view this very that, very brave that's very brave and admirable well, absolutely you know that shows true character yeah. it does and it's also very hard to do it's, it's very hard to do especially you know in a a public arena yeah such as that exactly exactly which is why it was so crazy yeah um but you know i think these things will play out i think that you know we've we've also so we've had um you know the, the like the, the the issue with this the whole the woke thing is that mm. they're kind of getting less and less people not because um it, because they're just going too far. They're just going continually well, too have far. You heard they, that, they're almost pushing, like, yeah, isolating yeah. themselves. But have you heard that in, in schools now it's becoming cool to be, like, a Christian conservative and not have sex till marriage and things like that? Because it's just so, I guess, normalized to be really woke that mm. it's just not cool mm. anymore. Yeah, I think yeah. that. It, you know, it was a counterculture, and yeah. now it's just too mainstream, um, and so it's pushing people in the other direction. Yeah, it, 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 which is you know the natural swing of I think things. Yeah, I mean it is a natural swing of things. I think that it, it kind of what it you know you have to have standards, and if things breach your standards, then you have to be okay with saying no. And yeah. if you are just completely saying yes to everything, then well, you kind of have no standards. You have you stand for nothing. Mm. and um, you know people should be able to respect that you have standards and those standards are your are you are are driven by your belief system and if they're different to yours then that should be okay yeah absolutely you know um, and if they're it, it shouldn't be the case that you have to 
always comply with everyone's belief because it's basically impossible. You will never find a, another person on the planet who will agree with everything that you think oh, or say. Absolutely. absolutely. Um, which is kind of a lie. I think, that, yeah. I think it's really important to be able to disagree with people but still respect them as a person. Correct. Right? Still respect their views. Right? Um, and two, be able to, you know, look at the the bad parts of people and still you know respect them and love them even for who they are right you know yeah and if you don't the reality is over time people will gravitate away from you absolutely because well it becomes very difficult to have good long-lasting relationships with people because everyone has flaws right mm. and you will never agree with someone on everything right and you know, the more you get to know about someone, you will absolutely find things that you hate about them, right? So it's just untenable to think in absolutes like that. It is, it is. It really is. Um, and, and, and also the world doesn't operate that way. You know, if you think about something like the financial markets, and if you want to invest in a company, mm. there's going to be good things about the company. There's also going to be bad things about the company, yep. and you have to make a decision. Absolutely. So you know, it's it's not black and white. Yeah, absolutely. It, everything is usually grey. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Shades of grey everywhere. And like I, so I used to be the biggest black and white thinker, right? But made a really good effort for about a year to be more appreciative of the shades of grey mm. and not thinking absolutes like that and it has improved my life dramatically yeah. being able to do that yeah yeah in many ways mm. um so have you heard of sayer's law i have not heard of sayer's law okay so it's um it's some political science bloke talked about this but okay. um uh he says in any dispute, the intensity of feeling is inversely proportional to the value of the issues at stake, right? Um, and so he said, this is why academic politics are so bitter because the stakes are so low. Yeah, right? okay. So essentially it's saying people get heated and emotional about things that don't matter, right? And the more, the closer to danger or the more important something is, the less bitter, the less dramatic it gets, right? And, you know, we've seen this time and time again, right? You know, from my own personal experience, um, say you're in a, a sporting situation or some sort of competition, as crunch time appears, or approaches, sorry, all the silliness just disappears. Yeah. You're focused. Everyone in the team's focused, yeah. right? Everyone's switched on. It doesn't matter what's going on. You just do what you need to do to get the job done yeah. properly. Yeah right whereas you know you've got lots of free time there's no pressure yeah you fuck around you'll you know do silly things to each other you'll yeah cause some drama just for the fun of it just yeah. for something to do yeah yeah you exactly know, argue yeah. about pointless shit just because you can correct. there's no threat correct right correct. now i think um on a sort of societal scale we're seeing this a bit okay right so my my idea is that you know, clearly we're going into tougher times, right? Yeah. Um, recession. Hard to argue it's not a recession. Yeah, it know. is hard to argue. Um, literal war. Right? Wars, yep. Um, there's, you know, been a lot of discussion about, you know, future world wars in the next five to ten years. Yeah. Right? And, you know, that's something we can 
go into depth in another time but you know it's it's pretty clear to a lot of people that the world is changing and there are some existential threats that weren't there two three years ago even with covid yeah right? well, i think well, yeah. i think everyone you know covid was serious at the start for sure but i think everyone rested assured knowing that we'd get through that okay yeah yeah right. yeah i think that yeah slowly sentiment people are more focused on the on just trying to make it through their everyday lives yeah. and make sure that their family is okay fed yeah. etc focus about their job than they are about other issues that are kind of almost like a nice to have not a yeah. must have so like right? i think i think with covid it was sort of more a a panic whereas now there's this deeper existential dread the, uh, are you talking about of war primarily war yeah yeah. yeah 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 so well but especially from like a government perspective as well absolutely yeah. absolutely but even down to the individual level you know i've noticed a big shift in a lot of people i've been talking to um you know noticing that people understand that these big changes are happening yep right yeah and i think that part of this shift away from wokeness is people realizing there may be some bigger issues to worry about rather than exactly exactly um you know what what color hair someone is in an office and like political correctness you know in war no one gives a shit no one about stuff like that yeah Uh, you know i've not been to war myself but you know come from a military family i've been told a lot of war stories over the years Um, political correctness is the least of your worries when you're getting shot at yeah exactly no no one cares if you're nice or not no one cares if you're nice or not whether you have babies right no one cares about your gender yeah none of that kind of stuff matters yeah I mean and you know it is great that we have been able to be free enough to even have these discussions yeah right you know that's what a lot of people fought and died for mm-hmm. in the past but mm-hmm. unfortunately it looks like those are silly conversations that we might have to fight and die for again in the future yeah exactly you know when, when you sit down with a bunch of friends and you ask about what, like you know what are the eight major issues of the world maybe three four five years ago you would have received a response you know equality or, or some some mm-hmm. weird answer like that, or like you know some sort of equality of a minority group in the workforce. Yep. Now it's like we literally have people getting shot and, well, and, and you know and we like we like ever be able to afford a house, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> I can't get food. Yeah, <laughs> right. exactly. Um, no one wants to l- let me r- rent their house. Yeah, can't get a house. Can't get a job. Um, Interest rates a lot very high. Yeah. And one day, I might be getting shot at. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, or at least conflict is coming to where I'm, where I. Conflict live, is right? coming to our neck of the woods. Yeah, at least. Which is, which which by definition and by extension just forces people into focus, kind of yeah. more inward, self interest than kind of this pretend. Yeah. Selfless. Yeah. And interest. you know, so like. I've seen many times from personal experience, you know, the closer you get to these more sort of, 
not so much life or death, but we'll say life or death as a surrogate because I can't think of a better word. Um, life or death situations, right? People tend to fall into their more sort of primal roles in society. Yes, yes. Uh, but but, but no, that, that, that's not even just exclusive to gender, though. That is even no, exclusive to all. interests aligning. It's, it's right? interests, it's people's character, their temperament, Correct. Correct. all of these sorts of things. Correct. They fall into place when times get tough exactly essentially exactly. and so like my best examples would be um being out in the bush with big groups of people right you've got a whole mix you've got men you've got women mm-hmm. um of all different types there and you know when things get serious say a car breaks down or you're running out of water or there's a snake around or things like that you really see people's true character mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right and all the dramatic bullshit disappears. Yeah, exactly. Immediately. Or yeah, exactly. You are united and focused on the most pressing objective. But the thing is, you're all united and focused on a particular objective. It would be kind of quite unnatural if there was a snake, for example, in a campsite, for one person to, um, you know completely just well i mean you know maybe it's a testament to character but you know generally speaking for most people would kind of be focused on the solution to the snake problem everyone's Um, just trying to fucking get away yeah i mean that's what (laughs) i mean like you know it's you know it would be very it would be very strange for example for you to pick up your baby and here baby here have a look at this fucking eastern brown you know what i mean it's just it's not as probable or to you know cause some sort of disharmony there it's yeah um, you know, but you see, you see that like at the moment as well with, um, you know, in, even in the workspace, even in a house, if you see someone die, family tends to come together and they're mm-hmm. focused on sorting out, you know, logistics, funeral yep. costs, all this sort of shit. Yeah. Um, as opposed to, you know, some sort of, you know, well, you know, you did that thing to me back in 1551 and I'm still mad about it. It's like, no, you yeah. We need to just sort out these. You know, I've heard a lot of people say, and I absolutely agree with this, that modern day society and our generation just have not faced any real challenges ever. Yeah. You know, and I look at I look at my parents and my grandparents and I see that they are so much tougher than I am and so much tougher than my friends are. And the difference is just astounding to me. Yeah. Right. You know. Us as a generation, we've um for the most part, haven't been to war, mm-hmm. right? You know, we didn't suffer through World War Two, World yep. War One. I. I mean, no disrespect to soldiers who've been in Afghanistan and Iraq and things like that. You know, that must have been horrible, but it wasn't the same sort scale. of... Scale. Yeah, national scale. Yeah. There wasn't necessarily a sense of existential dread at home, you know, in those yeah, conflicts. Exactly. And, you know, as much as those conflicts like Afghanistan would have affected the soldiers involved a lot, it didn't really affect the average person sitting at home. In the West. In the West. Yeah. You know. um, so we've never had to deal with that. We've never had to deal with famine, right? We've, I mean, plague, COVID, sure, but it yeah. wasn't that bad. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, it's important as well to respect those types of hardships mm-hmm. and not just dismiss them as easily as people do yeah. right so the uh, the 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 the, uh, the converse view to that is well you know 
hopefully my kids won't have to go through the same amount of stress as I did. Absolutely. Right. But then at the same time, those kids need to be uh, like yeah, conscious. Yeah, it's a tough balance. Though. Right. That there the human experience is is not easy, and yep. it shouldn't be easy. Yeah, and I don't think there's a lot of fulfillment for, comes from being like from having an easy life. Exactly, exactly. And that's God. It's a tough balance, isn't it? Is it you know, it's difficult. I, you know, I I don't plan on being poor, right? But I also don't want my kids to be spoiled. Exactly. You know, I don't want them to have to have had as much stress as I've had in my life but I don't want them to be lazy and to be ungrateful and to not understand what it's exactly. like to work hard and have drive well exactly and right know that you need to do these things to, to thrive and well, the, the reality is as well in order to so I believe studies have been done that stress at the bottom 1% and stress at the top 1% is of the same level but they're just different types of stress so like you know if you're running like a business with like 20 50 30 40,000 people mm. you need it's to a lot of stress. You, it's a lot of stress you, you're dealing with large sums of money people's mm-hmm. livelihoods all these types of things very stressful equally if you at the bottom one percent you have to think about where you're going to eat the next day where you're going to live all these sorts of things and mm. if you're kind of in the middle you kind of don't really get a taste for that level of stress so yeah. you know i think that you know you either way if you want to be the top of the top the bottom like you know if 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 you want to be at the top of the top you have to have the same stress tolerance as someone at the bottom of the bottom for sure right like otherwise it just doesn't work yep no i agree and um you know middle class life's not not too bad hey well exactly like this is and this is this is why everyone just gets sucked in because you know it's not about life you live you wake up you have some money you You have some friends you do job you have security, correct? You know, you know you're going to go to your job. But um, back to the societal sort of stuff, you know, like we we've not really had the kind of struggles that no, you know, even our parents had. No, but I don't think we will in the same way, right? Like I think you, as as someone who's coming up in the world, for example, you have to recognize that you won't have the same struggles, but you also have to yeah. the struggles that you do enjoy. You actually have to thrive. You have to maximize your ability to perform in those scenarios and that's yeah. where your growth comes from right oh for sure yeah um i think that's what like our our, our generation need to be conscious of hmm. right um we'll never have like you know well we we may go into a war we may be pulled in who knows but yeah. um the you know fundamentally struggling and enduring some sort of pain especially from like a, like a, like a, a boy's perspective mm. or a male perspective um, makes strong men it does it does which lead hard to hard times, times make strong yeah. men yeah exactly it's like that saying right yeah hard times make strong men yeah absolutely and you know I guess like in, in today's society the only way to make yourself strong is to put yourself through hardship exactly in whatever ways you can in whatever ways you can whether that's with um your career working hard working late nights being tired physical physical realm both of them Mm -hmm. you know whatever the case you know what i find it's so rewarding Mm. i you know i sleep so much better and i'm so much happier after a day of really challenging myself Mm. and and knowing i suffered all day yeah but it just feels so much better exactly than, than just doing enjoyable things exactly all day yeah exactly it's 
it's it's delayed gratitude you know absolutely um and if you do that you know it's, it's delayed there's there's two types of it like you know gratification or gratification sorry yeah it's kind of short term so day to day and if you do that consistently you know week to week month to month year to year over a longer period of time as well you'll have you know very very fulfilling life gratification well you know your your results over time swing in favor of your habits right exactly if, if your habits are for immediate gratification right you will be overweight and unfit and poor and just overall it's a, it's a compounding effect exactly it's a, it's a compounding effect but if your habits are to look for delayed gratification mm. right enduring that short-term suffering mm. right that medium-term suffering for you know something better at yeah. the end yeah your results will sway towards you know being healthy being fit being wealthy exactly all of these great things yeah exactly and you know it's kind of it's, it's kind of this as well people need to realize um you know as well as us you know a six pack or you know a lot of money if it was if it was so easy if it's easy then it doesn't make it valuable there's no mm-hmm. value in it absolutely well that you know nothing good comes easy i 100 yeah. believe that and i also believe if something's easy it's not worth doing yeah yeah um yeah that's absolutely true it's interesting yeah um you know i think that as well you could almost you could almost make the argument as well in closing that is sort of happening kind of by itself with respect to wokeism and people and 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 apolitical views as well as conservative views it used to be that you know one person one person what one person you know decided to stand up and speak out and then a second one comes up and the second one and then all of a sudden these things kind of compound and it kind of becomes a very it's like a self it's a um what do they call it like a feedback loop where you have you know good you know other you know voice active voices like loud voices bring other loud voices and then that kind of propels itself and then equally you have negative feedback loops where bad voices deter other people and then those voices you know die out and then these continually bad bad voices deter even more people mm-hmm. and then those slowly slowly die out and it's kind of just a yeah. rebalancing effect over time yeah. it's just not as clear yeah I when think... you're in the moment day to day week yeah. to week when we look back at the last five ten years you know in five years time we'll probably be able to see how it's shifted yeah. in political sense well you know people are always wanting to push it to the next level yeah right so you know someone um comes out saying woke stuff at this level right they get a bit of notoriety they get attention someone goes oh you know i i can do even better they start saying even more radical things right and then someone else comes along even more radical things they get a voice up until it hits a tipping point where everyone's just like this is fucking stupid yeah let's get away from it yeah right and yeah like you said a negative feedback loop it just puts people off exactly exactly yeah so um yeah, it's, it's an interesting one. It's an interesting topic. We'll see what happens across the next yeah, we'll period of time. To see. Um, and I wonder, you know, what happens once we come out of the, the back of, you know, let's say war yeah. and some of these more pressing concerns, what the, 
effect will be on society. Yeah. You know, well, let's just say there's no political correctness in Ukraine. Uh, yeah, exactly. I don't think the mothers and daughters at home who don't have their fathers there with them care um, about whether that you know their dad is being um, treated well. I think they just want him to survive. Yeah. Right. They don't. I don't think they they care much. It's it's all desperate measures. Absolutely. It's desperate times. Absolutely. Um, equally, I don't think they give a fuck about anything that you know their friends calling them gay or stupid. I don't yeah. think they care about that when their dad is. They don't know whether they're going to come home yeah. to their mom. Exactly. So, um, so. It all it all gets put into perspective when things get real. It does. It does. Yeah. Anyway, we should wrap it up for today. Yeah. But um, if, uh, if you like this, like, comment, and subscribe to our SoundCloud. Follow us. And, um, yeah, if you have any suggestions for what we should talk about, also let us know. Let us know. Thank you.